On Saturday, the 1st of April, head to the Triton Training Academy Open Event at the Carpentry Store in Nace. See live DIY demonstrations with Triton brand champion and online woodwork sensation April Wilkerson. Plus, there will be special offers, a prize draw and giveaways on the day. The Triton Training Academy Open Event at the Carpentry Store Nace between 10 and 3 p.m. on Saturday, 1st of April. Visit thecarpentrystore.com for more details. Blog Talk Radio. Psychically connect to your soul, health, and wellness. Tune in as she brings messages, guidance, and clarity into your life. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Get Into It with Tina Conroy. I am your host on Blog Talk Radio. The phone line is open today to call in and listen, and that number is 516-387-1936. I also have a chat room feature available, and to go to the chat room, go to blogtalkradio.com, find my show, get into it, Tina Conroy, and you can chat along with us. So how is everybody doing today? We are sailing through March, almost at the very last day of March, and I'm so excited to bring you the fourth series in the Women Entrepreneur Series, Episode 4, with my good friend and teacher, Terry Ann Hyman. But before we go there, and I know the energy is exciting because we're going to talk about the spirit of women and her passion and takeaways that she has for all of you, I would love to center. So if you can take a moment to close your eyes, find a comfortable seat, and take a nice, long, deep breath in and exhale away. Simply notice your breath, relaxing your shoulders and your face. Begin to let go of your day so far. Connect to this moment in time. We call upon blessings at this time. Support surrounding with the archangels, the angels, spirit guides, divine light to work with us, surround us. And we ask this always for the highest good. Feel free to place any intentions that you may have. And so it is. So I'd love to pull a card for the show as well. And I am pulling a card from the fairy deck. And one card that I'll be pulling as I shuffle the deck, interesting card, feeling safe. So I find this card very interesting, but of course that always the angels and spirit always make it very interesting because as we've been talking about women entrepreneurs and stepping into this role, there is a lot of fear that has come up through different guests and different people that are talking, just breaking away from boundaries, 
moving into uncomfortable situations, maybe just becoming an entrepreneur, stepping out on your own, creating your own business. And so the angels remind us to feel safe, that we are supported and we are surrounded. And we can use this opportunity to connect to feeling safe with our angels and our spirit guides and divine light, as well as as other women. So my goal in sharing takeaways and tools on these next three months of the Women Entrepreneur Series is to work together to create harmony, to allow other women to share their stories and to hope and support for other women as well. So if you're not feeling safe, I ask you to connect to feeling safe, connect to grounding down, grounding to your feet, feeling the earth and connecting to your spirit and all the support that you have around you. I would love to introduce my beautiful friend and teacher. Terri Ann Hyman is a spiritual activist and energy healer. She is the owner and founder of Natural Forces Studio and the Spiritual Development Academy. She has been trained in 10 energy modalities, is a Reiki master teacher, IET master practitioner, emotional freedom technique facilitator, crystal color light and sound energy healer, pranic healer, as well as a registered yoga teacher. She has thousands of hours of practicum and teaches other gifted healers to build thriving businesses. She has been interviewed on ABC 3340 and published several times in Reiki News Magazine. Her first book, Confessions of a Shower Tapper, was published in the summer of 2015. She is the host of the Blog Talk radio internet show, Catch Your Spirit. Her studio, Natural Forces Studio, is located in Birmingham, Alabama. Terry helps women who are going through a crisis, divorce, illness, and or job issues, who feel disconnected from their spirit and seek a deeper connection to the divine. Through her step-by-step program, she not only helps people move through their crisis, but also teaches them the skills to empower the spirit. You can find her Empowered Spirit program at empoweredspiritprogram.com. Reach out to Terry at her website at naturalforcesstudio.com. She is also on Facebook and Twitter. And I would love to bring my friend and colleague and teacher on the line. Good afternoon, Terry. How are you? Hello. How are you? So excited to be back on Get Into It. Yes. Thank you. It is awesome. I feel awesome. And I always love to have you back. It's just a great time, and I'm looking forward to today and sharing your passion and your spirit with more women out there that are, you know, looking for their passion and looking for all that you have done and created. So thank you for being a guest. Thank you for having me in this series. I'm very excited to talk about this. Usually I'm talking so much just about spirit, so I will expand a little bit today. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. So I would love to bring the listeners back a little bit to share with them what you were like as a child. I feel that kind of gives a little bit of a picture of where you are now. So if you can kind of bring us back a little bit, what kind of child were you and, and kind of take us back into the past a little. Well, what a perfect question. I just finished a <laughs> yoga class and the theme was play. And it brought me back to thinking about what did I used to do as a child? You know, I was the one, I was the third of four in my family. And I was the one that could just play by myself forever. I really could. I think they forgot about me. There was an older sister, an older brother, and then here I came along, and it's like, go, go be good. <laughs> but I was highly creative, and I just loved being outdoors. I loved being 
there were rocks next to us, like woods next to us, and I would hang out at these rocks all the time. I was always just making stuff up, you know, whether it was like gymnastic routines or roller skating around or dancing or even just, you know, playing in the woods. That was really who I was, and that's really where you could find me was just, you know, be on my own, which I think is really broadened even today as I've grown. I still love my own time. And I know that you love the nature. I, I know we spoke earlier, and I think you said you were outside earlier, or you may even be outside now, and so you love the nature. Yes, yes I, was, I got my meditations in, and then I did a nice little hike, and then I jumped into a yoga class. And, you know, I mean, that's really how I need to start my day every day. You know, I don't always get my hike first thing, but it just kind of tied into where the yoga class was this morning for me. But I need that time for me. You know, I really do. I think self-care is really important and it's part of my work. And yeah, I really love it. I, it really sets the tone of what I'm doing. And you know what? Being a, a entrepreneur and working for myself, I'm the one that makes my schedule. And that was kind of a promise to myself that I would every day make time to get outside. So I do try to carry that through. Even winter's a little hard, but I still try to make time to get outside. I think that's great. I was just saying today, I was at a yoga client's house today, and I was I was saying the reverse. I was saying that I haven't really been outside very often. I've been in and out of the car and perhaps take the dog down the deck to the to the ground, but not really walking. And I, I started to miss that. And for me, I can get really cozy in the house. And when winter comes, I love putting my meditation shawl on and, and sitting and doing some work. And today I felt, wow, I really need to get outside. So I, that's something I have to work with and I have to, you know, really play with um, and also make a commitment. So I'm, I'm going to use you as an inspiration for that. So thank Yay. you. Yay. Yeah. Well, nature is full of chronic energy. It just fuels my spirit. And when I can feel my feet on the ground, like you were said in the beginning, grounding the feet in, feeling safe, that's where I get that energetic boost that I need. It really makes a difference in my life. Yeah, absolutely. So when you were, so you talked about being creative. And so it sounds like you were very creative and also like making things up or, you know, like fun, like creating things and you said dancing and movement so from the creative side were you also were there was there people in your family that were very creative or did you just kind of like you said were on your own more like fairy energy I almost think of you like a fairy energy Um, (laughs) just kind of creating in your own mind like creating this amusement and play and then you just took that into as you progress through school age and into you know your older years or did it stop you know some people have these periods no, I think it carried through. You know, I was creative outside, creative playing around, and I was always making things with my hands. I always was. I was a natural beater. I loved crafts. And one of my cousins, actually, like the oldest cousin on my mom's side, she was older. She was actually an art teacher. And I remember her teaching me, you know, how to macrame and do stuff. And she was like a huge influence, like, wow, you can do stuff with art. You know, you can be a professional. I don't think I thought of it in that terms, But she influenced me a lot to work with my hands and to really – you know, do creative things, hence my beading and my jewelry, obviously. But even at a younger age, I was always really busy that way. And I think that she really influenced me to really go into that creative energy and continue doing it instead of it just being like a child's activity. I did continue, you know, and jewelry has always been a huge force in my life. I mean, moreover than not, it has saved me. (laughs) I know that sounds drastic, like, whoa, but it really has. It has been such a force of energy for me. And it came from that creative energy as a kid, always busy with my hands, always busy in my imagination. And I think that is part of what has, you know, shaped 
with me now. I mean, Napoleon Hill talks about it. He talks about the creative faculty and his um, Think and Grow Rich. And it's really that same energy that you work in as well, the intuitive energy, that creative force of energy to be able to create. I think that is really kind of what has been a guiding force for me. Right. And just also, I would think that jewelry and, you know, again, this is my opposite for me to, you know, we've had time together and my Julie gets tangled and I'm losing patience. (laughs) But I also would, would think that working with jewelry also is very meditative and calming and directive and mindful. So it also brings to you probably that, you know, another sense of a mindfulness exercise. I mean, I know it's not meditation in its sense, but it's a similar do you feel very calm doing it and focused? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Many people would say it is their meditation because when you can get into that zone, whether you're creating art or jewelry or even, you know, my daughter says when she's, you know, running that you can get into that zone. So, yeah, I think there is a zone working with energy. You know, I can get lost in it for hours, which I love, <laughs> because there is that intense focus when you're creating. And so I think that that has really helped to focus my mind in many aspects. But it is very meditative. It is very creative. And I work with the semi-precious stone, so the crystal energy as well is there for me. And actually, it was the crystals that got me into spiritual work, funny enough. I was um, I was making, well, it's a whole long story, actually. It actually kind of was where I started my business. Um, I was actually making, do you remember those, those eyeglass stringers that were really popular? Yes. That you hook on the two ends and then hold they kind of their hang. Yeah. That's actually where I started my business called Stringers, and I was making those, and people would ask me, can I buy them, can I buy them? And that's kind of where it started. And then it developed. It developed into natural forces because I started learning energy work. And so it became more of a healing arts. But it was really with the jewelry that I began, and I do believe led me to find my teachers. One day I had um, – we had these friends over. You remember Patty Vonk that was the original owner of Dolphin Bookstore, right? Yes, I do. That's right. She had uh, two shamans coming through and had invited them, you know, to Port Washington on their way to Ashland. And we actually were socializing with them and they were at our house and they saw these beaded bags that I I was making, ancient tradition called peyote stitch. And they were like, oh, my God, did you know what a special beading this is? And I'm like, no, I just kind of know how to do beading. It's actually in my DNA structure as well. And they were so fascinated by it. They're like, well, can we bless your hands? And I didn't know really what they meant at the time. This goes way back. And, of course, when a shaman says, can I bless your hand, you just kind of say, yes, thank you, right? (laughs) And so they actually blessed my hand, which I believe led to so many things to follow that. I mean, it was very shortly after, within a year, that I met my spiritual teacher that I actually began to learn Reiki. And I do believe that, you know, these things kind of lead us and develop us. And I really do still to this day credit that with using the creative energy of the beads and the semi-precious stones and the shamans coming through my life. So I I know I I laugh many times. Yeah, I don't think I knew that story. So I learned something all the time when we speak. Yeah, that story goes way back. Of course, in between being having my hands blessed, I had gotten contracts with Eileen Fisher. You remember Eileen Fisher stores when they first opened? They had, they had contracted me to make these little beaded bags. They were made of semi-precious rose quartz and jaspers and garnets for their holiday opening stores big huge contracts very exciting and it also had other implications because it really interfered with my marriage because all of a sudden I had these huge contracts I had two small children had a husband that was going through many things and so talking about entrepreneurship sometimes we're not aware of what can happen 
when we do open ourselves up to this kind of great energy. And unfortunately for me, or fortunately, it depends on how you want to look at it, that opened up a whole other can of worms. So it was very shortly after that that my marriage did begin to fall apart. Now, there were other issues. I can't just say it was the business, but the business began to pull me away a little bit. So it did create a lot of stress in my life, and then it guided me to find my spiritual teacher, honored and beautiful, and now gone, Catherine Barley, who I started working with. So many things can happen when you begin to open up. Now, to this day, I'm very grateful for my past, and it is what has led me to who I am today and had to work through a lot. So sometimes we have to kind of look at the whole picture and I'm not advocating that people's lives fall (laughs) apart when they open their business, but sometimes things lead us that way and we have to make choices in our life. Then it became a survival for me. You know, actually I was a um, jewelry photography. I mean, I think one of the things you'd asked me about was, um, jobs that I've had and living as a single mom in New York I was also a jewelry photography with Michael Michaud a great designer in New York which was my day job and I'm very grateful for that day job because he also too fed my creativity and encouraged me to go bigger and do greater stuff than I ever imagined that was just the type of person he was so the spirituality and the jewelry became a second business for me in the beginning and it was a way for me to really supplement my income. Two children living in Port Washington. They were going off to college. So you can understand the implications with that, right? Of course. Yes. Having two children in college right now. Absolutely. Yes. So, so the jewelry and then the spiritual work led to my second business, which was Natural Forces in New York. So that's when, so you opened Natural Forces when? What year did you open Natural Forces? Do you remember? Well, First, it was Stringers, and that was in the 90s. And then Stringers led to Natural Forces. That's when I started expanding and doing the work with Eileen Fisher stores. So those were DBAs, doing business as. And then even as I started adding in the modality, the, you know, the Reiki energy work, the healing work, all those things you talked about in the beginning, all of those modalities, and started having a studio to help people as well, especially people that had been in my circumstances. Then I um, opened it as a business like that. And again, it was a DBA, a second business. So that goes back to the, like 2002, I believe. That was when it changed over to Natural Forces. So when you were, because I know, know, obviously I know a a bit of your story and I've kind of followed along with you since then. And I believe we met, gosh, I always think that it's around 2004, 2005, but it could be a little bit later. I I always tell the story that it was the I was with Hope and she was maybe five or six and you were doing a crystal Reiki I don't even know and I remember at the old Ohm Sweet Ohm uh, back on Avenue A and everybody's sitting in this circle and it was I just remember thinking what the heck is going on and you came out and you were like join us it's going to be great and. I came in, she came in with me, and I remember thinking, this is really weird, but I really like it. And that was my first hook <laughs> to being in a community and feeling the energy and and you, your spirit, you were excited and you were so welcoming and supportive. And I don't even remember what was going on. I know there was Reiki and I think there was lights. I think there were crystals. I think you were working with somebody else as well. And But I remember thinking, wow, this is, this is, this is really amazing. So take us, so when you did natural forces, you were still doing it a part time, right? Cause you were doing the photography and then you were working yeah. part time. And so, yeah, I had to like, I, yeah. 
speak to that a bit about, so, you know, and you have obviously a little bit different kind of story because did you ever feel, you know, you had to step out of the closet kind of thing or because, or did you feel always comfortable with that? Because, you know, this whole. I think the hardest, yeah, the hardest part for me stepping out of the closet was really facing that I had to go through a divorce. I think that was the harder part, but it was also a part of me that was searching for who I was, right? I was looking for who I was beyond being married, and I had two small children and then had to go back into the workforce. That, I think, was the harder part because I hadn't been in the workforce for a while, you know, and so I think that was the harder part. But my day job working with Michael Michaud was very inspiring and creative. I was doing photography, and I was doing the American craft market, and that was great. And then on the weekends and several nights during the week, I was doing natural forces, so it was always like an additional income to me. So there okay. really was no fear. And the work I was doing, I don't know, Tina, I've just always been inspired. Even when I moved, which is the next part of my journey, even when I moved back to the Bible Belt in Birmingham, I just always felt inspired and didn't feel out of the box. I'm not one to call the work I do woo-woo, and I just keep it like this is what it is. And so I never really had the fear of feeling different about it. I know sometimes I have a little bit of like, ooh, should I go into this group? But there's always been a part of me that has been strong in this work that I did, I think because I know how much it helped me, and I had the evidence of what it's done for my life and my children. Right. I think that part was really great. But fast forward, I my kids graduated, yay. They both chose great jobs, daughter in Hawaii, son in San Francisco, left Schreiber, you know, college, the whole bit. And they were pretty much on their own, and the opportunity kind of presented me to move. Originally, I thought I was going to move up to Hudson. I'd look at Beacon and look at Ithaca and... What had happened in the process was my dad had been injured and I had started coming to Birmingham to help out. And then my mom fell. And so I started coming back and teaching Reiki down in Birmingham to see what the interest was. And I would manage to book classes and, you know, help pay for the trips. And I started saying, well, the the community is open to this. So once my kids were situated into their jobs and whatnot, you know, it all kind of fell into place. I returned to Birmingham and moved Downtown Birmingham, Alabama, yes, the deep south, what a shift, (laughs) what a change. And that's when I actually went out on my own. That's when I actually had to close my New York business. So that's when I actually opened up the present business I have now, and I opened it up as an LLC, a a corporation, Natural Forces Studio um, Incorporated. So that's when I opened that up. So that was in 2012 when I actually moved, got situated, and then did all the business licensing and all of that. So now we are, what, 16, so four years I'm going through. Now, the first two years I was very fortunate. I still had contracts in New York, so I got to kind of phase out a little bit. You know, I was still working through catalogs and work that I was doing and still coming back to New York and back and forth. But after about two years, the calling for me to do this work full time, combined with out of sight, out of mind, (laughs) they weren't seeing me (laughs) as much. So the work started to slighten a little bit in New York. And so I finally just said, okay, I'm doing this full time. And that's when I decided it was time for me to really step into working in this um, healing arts business full time and letting the photography in New York work slide off and go. So it's been about four years, Yep, four years. Yeah. The fear didn't really come until about three months into working on my own, no more checks coming from New York, and all of a sudden phones didn't seem to be reading, uh, ringing and income was going down. That's when the fear came. That's when, okay. oh, my God. Oh my God, this is real! Oh my God, because all of a sudden, because you were using, you had, you know, the backup to the back. You had, you know, 
the yes. spiritual work as almost a backup, but you always had your photography as your main your main deal. And then all of a sudden yes. you made the choice, and then it was like, where's my clients? The phone's not ringing. So bring us a little bit into that. So what, so, yeah, what allowed I, you to hang on there to stick well, through? Well, I, um, I had savings, and that was part of it. Like, okay, I have savings. I can do this right. And then I crashed. I'll be really honest with you. I crashed. Um, by the time summer came around, I just crashed. But I think that there also is a little bit of that where you have to sometimes get all the way to the bottom to build yourself back up. Or you like you have to like go through that shift. At least that's how it was for me. But luckily, I knew that I needed help. You know, I reached out. I got energy help. I started working with my pranic healing teacher. Catherine was no longer around, unfortunately. So I had to find new teachers. So that really helped. And then I started back into jewelry. Again, that's where it came back and saved my life. I started going back to my jewelry, started selling my jewelry, and started using my jewelry as ways to talk about spirit and energy work. And then I started to really start to get my feet on the ground again. And the other thing was I wrote a book. I wrote a book about my experiences, Confessions of a Shower Tapper. Yeah, 21 issues, confessions I call them, but really they're universal issues that we all go through when we are trying to step out and live our purpose. So for me, it was 21 issues of being a spiritual counselor in Birmingham, Alabama, the Bible Belt, but it's really issues that we all go through. And I think by not only writing the book and practicing using the modality, the modality, as you know, Tina, EFT, emotional freedom technique, is an amazing energy psychology technique. And I confess to tapping in the shower because that's where I'd be overwhelmed and that's where I'd like the phones, you know, all those things that we tell ourselves, and that's what would help to calm me down and bring me into a grounded state that I then could go forward each day until I could actually start to rebuild again. And I did rebuild. I did rebuild, and I rebuilt pretty quickly. I really did. But there was that little bit of like, oh, my God, what is happening? And that was where the fear set in. So let me bring you back to the book. Did you always know in your spirit that you wanted to write a book? I did, and I kind of thought that, you know, I had actually almost, you probably don't know this either, I had actually almost written a book on jewelry. I had gotten, Mm. um, someone had contacted me from, I think it's LeVon Publishing, um, and I was going to do sacred jewelry. And so I had outlined it, I had written to them, we were back and forth, they loved the idea, and then at the last minute, at the very last minute, they weren't sure whether there was a market. Now this goes back to, gosh, I was in the American craft market, that's how I found it. This goes back to like 2005 maybe. So they really weren't sure. So unfortunately, that did not come through. But then it kind of said, well, I want to write a book. But I really did not know I was going to write the book I wrote. (laughs) I really did. I thought, oh, I'll write about, you know, Catch Your Spirit from my radio show. I had lots of transcripts from that going on. But I think it was that one day on my show on Catch Your Spirit, I was interviewing Ted Robinson. He was my EFT teacher, one of them. And I kept saying, Ted, I confess, I tap in the shower, and we laugh. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, really, I confess, I tap in the shower. And I think I said then, like, I think I'll write a book about that. And I think that's where that inspiration came from. Wow. I think that's Very what cool. it was. But, yeah, and then when I actually had extra time, obviously, and I just started writing, and it's almost like it just channeled through me. I just started writing, and then it started to take shape. And then I was doing it, and then I did the crowdfunder for it, and that made it real. And then it was like no turning back. <laughs> So, you know, I think that's where that came out of. It was came out of a part of me that I guess needed to express what I was going through and use the tools and show people, too, the tools, too, because the book also teaches you the tools, teaches you how to get out of that critical mind. 
And I think sometimes it was that critical mind. And when we start to slide or we start to doubt ourselves, then the critical mind can take over. And if we don't have tools to get us out of that, we can really fall down. We really can. But each day as we refresh, like as you know, Tina, working with that modality, right? Each day you can refresh your energy. You can get rid of that can't do it or less than who you are or judging yourself and come back to a state of peace where you can start each day new. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it really has changed for me. I mean, even last night when I was on a call, I couldn't sleep after I got off the call and I was, you know, going over and over in my head, just, I can't do this. This is silly. I don't know what I'm doing, that whole kind of stuff. And the tapping really helped me. It really, really helped me. It just cleared away the negatives, the the stuff that I kept. It was all those fears that I can't, I can't, I can't. And it's just, it's an amazing, amazing tool. It's just using it and practicing it just like, you know, everything else in the practice. But I, I yeah. agree. I, I always feel like I need to tap more. You know, it's like, again, it's like, okay, create those habits, create those, those grooves, those, uh, those uh, neural pathways to keep tapping. So where well, we are, yeah. yeah, where we are now, what, so where you are right now in the present moment, what do you feel, what kind of support do you feel like you have? Do you have, do you, you know, like in your business and just kind of as you go through your day, you work for yourself, so you, you create your own hours, but do you feel support? Do you feel supported? Do you have people around you that support you? And it could be, you know, people or obviously spirit. I know you're very connected to spirit, but what, what would you say your support is? that you lean on. Yeah, well, definitely tapping into spirit every day. Just, you know, I mean, early morning hours, I have these amazing downloads of energy and conversations and, you know, definitely that. I mean, definitely meditation. I mean, that's my biggest support there. My children support me greatly. They're in the young tech age, so they often are always helping me out with advice and, you know, just have a how to do things. So that for sure, you know, and then and, you know, I have a great business coach, you know, here's to Pamela Bruner. She's awesome. Her whole team is just really amazing. And then I have my healers, you know, as a healer and working with people, I need, I need someone to work on me as well. You know, I think that's really needed. So I have a, I have a pranic healing teacher that I not only learn from, but receive treatments from. I also have um, a, a craniosacral therapist that I work with. I have a massage therapist. You know, and all of these are so important that I continue to get treatments. Today, later, I'm actually going to the float tank. Very excited about that, you know. So I think that all of that helps support me. And then I have um, I have resources, too, you know, VA kind of resources, people that can help me do graphics and people that can help me do marketing and, you know, that kind of thing. So I have, I have a team, nobody that I can say I employ full time, not yet anyway, but I do feel like I have a better rounded team now than I ever have before. Right. So support, not only like emotional support, but you have the business support as well. Right. Yeah. You're saying you also have, okay, right. To direction your business. And that's building. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So tell us a little bit about where you are now because your business is thriving and you now have an amazing, the Spiritual Development Academy and the programs that you offer. So can you share a little bit about where you are today? And and I know so much has changed since 2012. So share with the listeners. (laughs) Yeah, so much has changed, and I really do appreciate the growth that I've been through and the ability just to open up and really expand my practice. I'm very happy about that. I have my uh, Spiritual Development Academy, which I love, and that's where I do all my teaching. Um, It's very needed down here in Alabama, I think all over, but especially down here where the education of spirituality is needed. Um, There are many people down here born in the Bible Belt, born in the fear of God, but know that there's more to 
accessing their own divinity. And so I think that that's really important that we know that. Um, so I think that that's really important. So I work with different programs within the spiritual development. I have a Reiki certification program. And then I also have my Empowered Spirit program, which I love, which really helps people to, who, who are moving through crisis to really help understand more about their energy, their intuition, um, their vibration, and it helps them to heal the parts that are hurt and also to learn the skills and tools that they can go out and continue living their life. So I'm really excited about that program, and that has been highly successful and keeps me very excited about each person that comes in and people that are willing to learn and to work and to go deep within their self. So that's been my main thrust. My book is doing pretty well, and you know, I do I do programs around it as well. So those are two of the uh, main things that have kind of shifted my work you know, and also shifted me out. I, I hang out in the yoga community a lot here in Birmingham, which has grown tremendously, and most recently have been reaching out to women in the business world, women in leadership, women in, in you know, and that, that has been hugely opening for me. It's just a whole expansive area because there is a lot of desire to learn more about what it is I do and can help people with. Right. Wow. So And so just expanding in your community also with, we talked a bit earlier in my opening about uh, working with other women and also building that community and sharing with them your resources and helping them. And then also, I'm sure you're, you know, other people are going through similar things perhaps that you are. So kind of just expanding and, you know, kind of using each other as a platform instead of, you know, competition sometimes, you know, like I'm sure there's, there's, you know, as you reach out to other women's groups or groups in general, um, to have that that support or connection, just to you know build. If it's even if it's just building your business or just connecting on a different on a women level, so it's really nice. So, you know, a lot of people talk about balance, and um, I know that you are an amazing uh, proponent of self care. Um, but in you know when we talk about balance and so we, you can work 24-7, you work on your own, and you have your phone in your hands, and you have your computer and laptop or whatever. How do you feel that you find in this digital age that you can be balanced with your personal life and your work life? Like, do you have boundaries where this gets turned off and I'm doing this, or is it kind of all mushed together? Or How do you, you know, can you share that with the listeners a bit? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that, that that is an important question. As a woman entrepreneur who does work a lot, um, I think it's important to have those boundaries. I probably work six days a week, um, although summer I change that. And definitely on my seventh day, whichever day it may fall on, Saturday or Sunday, whatever it is, sometimes it falls in the middle of the week if I'm teaching on the weekends. I do try to disconnect, and I do try to get away and get that fresh feeling, you know. I do a lot of meditation, so I think that um, sometimes the meditation is really what helps to balance the fact that I am working throughout the week. Now, I don't work, I wouldn't say I work like a 12-hour day or 10-hour day because, like I said this morning, was, you know, I took a couple hours to do what I wanted to do, knowing that I teach tonight and I won't get home to about eight thirty nine o'clock. So I have to find the balance that way. I can't just, you know, plow through my day and work nonstop. I have to, I definitely need the balance. Okay, if I'm going to work till 8 or 9 o'clock, then, you know, in the mornings I need to do what I need to do in terms of, you know, refresh my energy, take my meditation, get my yoga practice in. So I think that's really important. I think the unplugging from social media is really important. I can't say I always do it. Um, I do think it's important. I do take weekends where I'll do, um, I practice the Ashaya's Ascension, and we'll just ascend all weekend. It's just a whole weekend of just meditation. 
And when I do weekends like that, I definitely unplug. I just, like, don't deal with it. I just go away. <laughs> I think the next person I would like to hire for help is somebody to do my social media because it's consuming. It really is. Yeah. It can take us on a whole nother tangent, you know, away from who we really are. And so I, I'm in the business, so I know that I need social media. But on the other hand, too, I know that it can be a distraction many times, too. So there is that balance that we do need. And I do think as a woman entrepreneur that we also really have to look at our schedules and use our schedules. And, you know, a lot of people talk about scheduling the white time, you know, having those sessions, those places that are open for me. You know, I tend to over or underestimate how long something will take me to do. So sometimes I feel like I'm back to back to back with my project. So I need to have that time in there like, okay, I don't have to do anything for the next hour. And then how that fills in, you know, helps me to balance from working nonstop all day you know sometimes I'm client to client to client so it just depends but I do think it's important that I examine you know what is my schedule and if I do feel I'm anxious and I and I don't have that fresh feeling when I wake up I need to look at what's been going on and then that's where I need to really rebalance I do like to get outside like we've talked about so that that's a big help for me like Saturday I know I'll be I'll be outside all day I'll be at the lake I've got a medicine wheel I'm creating and I'll be there and and so I'll be having that time where I can just sit with the earth, and that, that's huge. That's amazing how refreshing that can be for me. So it sounds like you create balance each day. You put little pieces in your day to create these moments for yourself, like meditations or walks or connection in each day to kind of allow yourself to get through the day. It's not like you wait till one day to put all that in. Right? Is that what I'm kind of Yeah, sensing? no, I, I do think that is what it is, that each day I try to create that balance between work and play or work and meditation okay. or work and relaxation. It's really more of, you know, it's for me it's really more of meditation, you know, whether, you know, I, I think that's really kind of my relaxation equals meditation. Today in our yoga class, Kim, the teacher was saying, okay, play, and how many people have trouble playing? And I thought, you know, I'm one of those. I do. Mm-hmm. I need to look at that a little bit more. I need to find more play in my life. I really do. And I think that's funny. You know, I know uh, Benet Brown talks about wholehearted people. They're the ones that play and she laughs at it like play. What's that? They're wasting time. But she has a lot of good points in that. And I have to take that in myself and find those times to play. So, you know what? Thursday night, we're going to ride bikes through downtown Birmingham and then go out for dinner with a big group of people and like, okay, that's play. That's fun. So I do think I need to schedule that in as well. But mine is because I work for myself and I don't have children at home and and I don't have to have a normal, quote-unquote, family, you know, schedule. And I don't have school kids or any of that, that I can have the freedom to do what I want, but that also means that I have to schedule in those times and that it is right. really important to find that balance. Because, yeah, I've had the uh, – I think it was when, you know, living in New York, raising two kids and having college tuition payments, I worked all the time. And that was more out of necessity to get them the money and paid, and yay, I did it, you know, but – but there was that point when sometimes I was overworking myself. Luckily, now I can bounce back. <laughs> College debt is gone. And I can, uh, you know, I can have those extra moments, an extra hour or two here and there. And then sometimes, too, like yesterday, beautiful day. I went to the Botanical Gardens here in Birmingham. I found my chair, my table. They have Wi-Fi. I worked for four hours out there riding all day. It was great. It was beautiful. Oh, that's so nice. So it made me feel good. Yeah. I don't know if it was four hours, but it was several hours I was out there. I had to move from the one area to the other so I didn't get locked in. But, you know, it was like, yeah, just sit outside and appreciate the beauty around me. And that keeps me going and still feeling really fresh in what I'm doing. So I think sometimes we have to look at it that way, too. 
as women entrepreneurs, we are creating our schedule. We also have all of the, you know, the buck stops with me. I'm the one that, you know, has to make those decisions. So I'm also the one that can create the freedom in my life to have the fun times as well or the, you know, the balance time, however you want to look at it. So if you, I know you talked a lot about, you've shared a lot with the listeners, your, your sense of balance throughout the day and using meditation and a lot of self-care, getting out into nature has really helped you. Is there anything else, and we have like the last five minutes, but is there anything else in the last, you know, the takeaway or tools that you would share for either women that are, you know, you know, starting out in their business or maybe they're been in their business, but it's just, you know, they're just in it or maybe just thinking about starting a business. Any, anything you can just share that you haven't shared maybe already, or do you want to elaborate on? You know, I think the mindset is really crucial. And I think having that mind to be really strong and to know when you're in the critical mind, you know, when you're in the part that's not being helpful for you is really important. And then having the tools like meditation, you know, like EFT, like some of the modalities that can work to get us out. But the way to get to that mindset, and my biggest proponent right now, the advocate of telling women to just really take the time each and every day to meditate, to sit with yourself so that you can get quiet, so that you can slow your outside environment down and hear what it is that your spirit's telling you. To me, that's the greatest gift that we can give ourselves. Whether it's five minutes or 20 minutes, build it however you need to do it but each and every day whether it's first thing in the morning or close your door at lunch if you're in an Mm -hmm. office or if you're at home close your door and even before you go to bed but I really think morning and lunchtime are some of the greatest times that we really need to you know replenish our energy and really sit with ourselves so that we can hear that guidance and then once we do that that's where the mindset will follow and I think that's really important that's great. That's nice. And I know you've implemented a lunchtime meditation, correct? Over where you are? Is yeah, lunch and learn. Or, yeah? It's Good. Yeah, I'm kind of advocating for people to stop in. I'll show you the techniques. And then I followed up by sending the meditation out and hoping to really inspire the, the corporate world with this. We'll see how it goes. But yes, I, I like I said, I just, I know it helped me working at, working at the, um, the jewelry place in New York, in New York there, I would leave at lunch and it just really, Help me, I'd go sit in my car, or when it was nice, we were by a park, and I would just take, we had 30-minute break, I would take, you know, a few minutes to eat, and then I would just, you know, run my energy, do my meditation, and then I would be able to go back, and the day would fly by. It made such a difference, rather than building up all that stress and anxiety and tension and listening to all the gossip and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think that it is really crucial that we do take the time. So I hope that people will take me up on the Lunch and Learn and come in and, and you know, and take those, you know, 20 minutes that we sit together in meditation and see how it can inspire and shift your life. And especially as a woman entrepreneur, very important. Yeah, I agree. I, and I, I hope more and more people take the opportunity and I'm sure the more that they know about it and the more you share about it, it people, people are really opening up to how important it is. It's just making that step to do it and to, you know, step up for themselves. So um, I know the program is going to be very successful. Um, so we yeah, have about a minute. Two minutes left. I just want to ask, we always like to ask, is there any book that you want to share with the listeners that you're reading at the moment or a book that's inspired you? It doesn't necessarily have to be about business. It could be, but anything you want to share? Yeah, I do read a lot, so that's a big question. But I think that as a woman entrepreneur right now in the world that we live in, Marianne Williamson's book, Law of Divine Compensation, I think that one is really important. It's on law of divine compensation for money, work, maybe even family. Um, to get the tagline to it. But I think that that one's really, 
really key right now on money, work, and miracles. That's what it is, Marian Williamson. I'm also reading, like, every Benet Brown book out there right now, too. I think I'm on right. my third. So her work is really good as well. You know, but I do believe that there is a force within each of us that really drives us to live our passions. And believing and trusting in that is really important. And Marian Williamson's book really goes into that a lot and talks about the divine compensation of the universe when we are out there doing our purpose and knowing our why and how it is that we want to serve. Oh, that's great. And I've heard so much about that book, and I have a lot of her books, but I don't have that one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely uh, look into that. The time has gone way too fast, but again, I always love having you on the show. Um, it's been wonderful having you on as a guest again and to share your passion and your spirit and where you are. And I learned some new things, and uh, I love that mm-hmm. too because there's a lot I didn't know. So thank you for sharing your passion with everyone and continued success on your journey. I know it's just going to flourish and thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your life. Tina, I wanted to offer a gift for your listeners to the first five people. If they go to my website, there's a pop-up there. And if they sign up, I will offer um, a 30 minute empowered spirit session to them. First five people. And they just have to mention your show and I will do that. Oh, wonderful. All right, everybody. So don't miss that. That's a phenomenal offer. And thank you, Terry, so much. I appreciate it. I will put that up on my, the chat, and you have a fantastic day. Thank you, Tina, for having okay. me to your spirit. You're welcome. You too. Be well. Thank you, everybody, for a wonderful show and the fourth episode of Women Entrepreneurs. I will be back next week. Namaste.